Hey, everybody, if you want to tell the world something or sell the world something, head on over to Squarespace because they're going to help you build the website of your dreams. Say you want to sell some custom merch. Well, you can set up your online store, whether you sell physical, digital, or service products. Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. So go to squarespace.com stuff right now, and you will face a free trial. And when you get ready to launch, use our offer code STUFF, and then you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. How could you go wrong with Squarespace? Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Stuff You Should Know is brought to you by Visa. We all have things we like to think about. Online fraud shouldn't be one of them. Because with every purchase, Visa prevents, detects, and resolves online fraud. Safe, secure, Visa. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. Josh Clark, Chuck Bryant here. Josh and Chuck, staff writers for HowStuffWorks.com. What's up, Chuck? The dynamic duo. That's exactly right, Chuck. Right, that's us. Chuck, I was uh, reading the other day, as I do once in a while. Right. I try to keep the brain going. Always. Um, And I came across a really sad article. It turns out um, July 1st will forever live as a day of infamy. How, I mean, uh, is it's, it your birthday? It, or? July, no, July 15th is my birthday. July 1st, 2008 um, was a day when two great underground pop culture icons were killed in one fell swoop. Have you ever heard of a guy named Ron English? No, I don't know Ron. Now, I think there's a coach out there, a college football coach, defensive coordinator named Ron English. This is not the one I'm talking about. Different guy. Okay. Uh, this guy um, is this dude who is uh, considered the, the the father of agitpop art. Right. It's like pop art, like think Warhol, but with like a, a social or um, political message behind it. This guy created like uh, MC Supersize with this, this uh, gangster parody of uh, Ronald McDonald. Right. I think he I've did, seen that. He did. Did you see the one where he merged uh, Obama's face with um, with uh, Abraham Lincoln's beard and hat? It's I did creepy. see that. That's yeah, kind of creepy, but cool. So that's Ron English. Okay. And he's he's this real. Uh, he's underground. He's uh, really. Um, he kind of hijacks uh, the sides of buildings. He's, right. he's putting these billboards, these works of art up when he's not supposed to. Right. And he's just kind of creating controversy. Public protest slash pop art. Yes. Uh, he actually accepted money from the Ray-Ban company to create a uh, a building wrap, uh, this work of art. And then Ray-Ban proceeded to pay um, a smart mob, a group of people, to just show up wearing Ray-Bans and all stare at this building wrap for like 15 minutes on that day. So in, the, in one fell swoop, Ray-Ban uh, basically killed, or at the very least totally co-opted, Ron English right. and... Smart mobs. Right. Which is, is really sad because, you know, the, uh, the first 
the first smart mob on record uh, had to be dispersed by the um, Delta Force right. at the Battle of Seattle. So I love marketing people. I love them because uh, you know they're they're definitely not the uh, the apocalyptic horse people of the end of a, an underground trend ever, are they? No, and and far be it from them to turn a, a, a really cool underground thing into yeah. commercial advertising. Yeah, they, they wouldn't do that. They they keep it going. So yeah, money root of all evil and end of all underground culture. But um, that battle of Seattle I mentioned, you know right. what I'm talking about? Yeah, the the uh, the protest at the World Trade Organization summit in I think '99 in Seattle. You, we should probably tell people what what exactly we're talking about when we mention smart mobs. Yeah, it's not something that not, most people don't know about these. Well, basically, what it is is just a group of people, uh, usually protesters, uh, or originally they were protesters who um, are also called flash mobs based right. on their ability to um, assemble and disperse really quickly. Yeah, it's really kind of cool. It's very cool. Um, there's this guy named Alex uh, Stefson, I think is his name. He edited uh, the, a, a user's guide to the 21st century, and he wrote of smart mobs that um, basically any city in the world can be shut down by 10,000 swarming protesters. Right, right. block off streets. Yeah. Keep- Police from taking action. And the reason that these mobs are so successful is because they are all linked using, you know, readily available technology, text messages, cell phones, uh, cell phones, that kind of thing. So they're getting, um, they're getting directions from like some central mastermind puppet master. Right. You know, somebody. In Um, his black turtleneck in the dark room. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That guy. Um, and he is aware, he's sending them messages saying like cops are coming. Disperse, reassemble, you know, at, at this park. Right. And um, so they're always one step ahead of the cops. Yeah. And, and I, I imagine this looks really neat. I mean, I don't think we've ever seen like a big wide shot of a smart mob, but I think it just goes from like what looks like a, a crowd of people and all of a sudden instantly they're just they're walking just along like they're just minding their own business. But they've, they've lost the the one common thread, and that was that protest at that moment. They're right. no longer protesting. They're just people right. on the street now, and, and they have nothing in common, and as such can't be beaten, you know, with riot shields and batons. Right. Because they can when, be, but, you know, well, they really shouldn't be at that point. <laughs> that's, that's one of the problems with a, quote-unquote, peaceful protest of the past is everyone shows up in this one place Cops usually even know about it beforehand that there's going to be a rally there. And they're all just parked there in some like city park or street corner. And, you know, the cops can effectively just surround them and do whatever they want. Tear gas, mace, you name it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do a lot of that stuff. But with the smart mobs, it's neat because they just break up and all of a sudden the cops are like, Hey, where, 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 where they happened? go? Yeah. And then they're two blocks away. Exactly. And the, the way that they're, the mastermind, Mr. Black Turtleneck is keeping, uh, tabs on the, uh, the, the cops is through a method called surveillance. Right. It's the, it's the opposite of surveillance. It's basically, right. I think it means looking, uh, looking above from below, something to that effect. Right. And it's basically the public sector keeping an eye on the government sector or the security sector. Um, it's like, uh, the Rodney King beating being videotaped. Perfect example of surveillance. Right. Um, and another example is, uh, this group called the European Information Society Group. Uh, basically, they run around. They're just a, a, a loose assemblage of people who have camera phones, uh, video phones, uh-huh. 
And they they like if there's a a state run hospital in Britain or something that is uh, that has really un, un, unacceptably unsanitary conditions, right. they'll they'll film this and put it on YouTube, and it's with this you know quick dissemination of of information. All of a sudden, the British government is acting to clean this hospital up or clean its act up, depending on what they were just taking the task for. Yeah, it's really kind of cool. A lot of good can come out of these, and and they're. I don't think they've had a, a violent flash mob, have they? They have, actually. Oh, they yeah. have? The, the guy who came up with this term, his name's uh, Howard Rheingold, and he's this futurist. He um, He's one to definitely keep an eye on. Whatever he's talking about is usually going to come about in the next 5, 10, 15 years. Right. So he coined the term smart mob, and he said in an interview later on that he deliberately chose the word mob, I think, uh, and I quote, because of its dark resonances. Right. And there have been instances... Where where flash mobs have broken out um, for the purpose of violence, like uh, I think the uh, uh, what year was it? There was uh, uh, the Miss World pageant uh, in 2002 in Nigeria. Right there was, I guess, a local newspaper uh, wrote an article praising the pageant, and it was sent around among the Muslim community. And through text messaging, uh, violence basically broke out. 200 people died because of it. It's kind of a that's a loose association with with a flash mob, right. but it, it it can happen, and even if it hasn't fully happened, you know, uh, it, it the the potential is well, there. sure. Anytime you get a bunch of people together in protest, they're probably worked up over something. Yeah, and even if they have peaceful intentions, cops come around, and one thing leads to another, and you know, before you know it, violence could be breaking out. Now, you know, Rheingold actually, the the he went around the world and started noticing these uh these smart mobs or flash mobs were already in existence before he coined the. Term. Term. And he realized that um, for protest or civil disobedience to be able to survive, um, it was vital that smart mobs exist. Right. Or else it would just be all surveillance, no surveillance, and we would all just be using cell phones just to call our friends or mom on Mother's Day or that kind of thing. Right. The way that they were intended to. And uh, out of this kind of um, inspiration, this hacker mentality of like, okay, I've got this device. Let's see if I can make it do this. Right. Uh, that will keep governments in check, essentially, uh, for the next for as long as we have this technology readily available. Right. And as long as we're a consumer-driven, capitalistic culture in the West, these this technology always will be available. Which yeah. Is great. It's, it's not it's, going anywhere. It's like an Ouroboros, uh, a, a snake eating its own tail. Right. But in a really cool way yeah i agree yeah so do you know about some of the uh, fun smart mobs yeah the fun those I are love my favorite smart mobs <laughs> those yeah. wacky guys yeah give me an example there uh well i know in new york well it's, it's sort of using the same technology but they're not in protest of anything it's just groups of people gathering to do kind of crazy things mm-hmm. in front of people so it's sort of a performance art uh much more than protest but i know in new york city a group of people went to uh, a toy store um Maybe FAO shorts. That's where I would go if I was in New York. And they all, they all, uh, jumped on the floor and started trembling at this, uh, big giant yeah, they robot were like dinosaur. Bowing, bowing before it. Yeah. It yeah. was. Yeah. And then they disassemble and they're gone and New Yorkers are probably left standing there. Or the tourists probably. New Yorkers aren't even watching. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of I Heart New York t-shirts just looking right. around like, what was that? So that was a cool one. And, uh, I think in London, uh, they did one where all these people showed up at a furniture store and started laying around. On all the uh, couches and things, which I don't know, that's that's a, a bit lame, if you ask me. It was, it was definitely the uh, one of the lamer ones I've run across, but it, it was cool. The one of my favorites was uh, one that took place in Rome, 
uh, where <laughs> the people were, were instructed to go to this bookstore, um, and all these people converged on it and, and were told to, um, right. insist that the, the people who worked at the bookstore help them find books that didn't exist. Right. And, uh, God knows how much time they wasted doing that. Right. And probably didn't sell a single book. I wouldn't think so. Because smart mobbers are, notoriously poor you know steve martin actually technically you could make a, a a case that he uh started the first smart mobs uh do you know about his early stand-up uh actor comedian steve martin yeah that's steve martin yeah i, I know about his early stand-up i didn't king todd and the arrow through the head oh this is even earlier than that i mean this is like undiscovered steve martin days basically um he used to he'd be at like a comedy club or whatever doing his his bit and um all of a sudden, he'd just stop and be like, who who wants fries? I'd, I'd love some McDonald's. He'd get everybody down to McDonald's, right? Everyone right. in the club would follow him down. He's doing his bit, you know, uh, the whole time. And then he, he gets to the counter, and he's ordering for everybody, you know, ends up with, like, an order of, like, 60 cheeseburgers and, like, 80 orders of fries. And he keeps changing it, you know, and asking right. the crowd what they want. And then finally ends up just buying a, a um, an order of small fries and they, leads everybody back to the club. Yeah, so. Wow. It sounds like case- the People that suffer, uh, it sounds like people that suffer from this are the business owners. Exactly. And I think that's part of it. It's, it's kind of nice to say like, you know, we, we are the consumers, but we also are more powerful than, than you'd like to let us believe right. we are, you know. Kind of commanding or demanding a little respect, perhaps. Yeah, very much so. Oh, I, I miss that Steve Martin. How could you not? Instead of the one who does the, uh, oh, father, father of, of the, the brides. Bride. Good <laughs> lord. I'm with you. Well, as it turns out, Steve Martin uh, is uh, in the same echelon these days as Ron English and Smart Mobs now. They've all, right. maybe you could make a case of sold out. So sad to see all three started out great, but it kind of makes you uh, makes you wonder what's next. We'll be keeping an eye out for it. Right. Maybe we should go start one up right now. I, I think we should as well. And uh, stick around while Chuck and I are assembling our own Smart Mob to find out what article on HowStuffWorks.com uh, reminds him of his childhood after this. Stuff You Should Know is brought to you by Visa. We all have things to think about, like, say, what's the best site to buy a new leather jacket, or whether to buy the three or six megapixel camera. But thankfully, we don't need to think about online fraud, because for every purchase you make, Visa keeps an eye out for fraud, with real-time fraud monitoring, and by making sure you're not liable for any unauthorized purchases. How's that for peace of mind? Safe. Secure. Visa. Okay, so Chuck, tell us what is it? What what article on the site reminds you of your childhood? Right, you don't even know this. I, I don't this actually. This is a surprise to me too. Uh, it's actually an article that was featured today, written by freelance writer Ed uh, Grabinowski, who's been with us for a while. Is and that how you say Ed's last name? I I threw it out there. That's how it's spelled. It sounds sounds right. Yeah, I call him the Grabster. Right on. Um, how jetpacks work. Nice. Yes, and, I saw that on the yeah. Home that page. takes me right back to my childhood and the GI Joe. Uh, jetpack that I had. You had a jetpack of your own. Well, it was it was for the doll, the old. Oh gosh. Gotcha. I'm a little older than you, but the old GI Joes were tall, twelve inch. Yeah, dolls. I came in right after those. I, I'm I'm a big fan of the shorter, what four and a half inches. Yeah, I don't even. Those don't exist to me. Yeah, they're good. So I had the little jetpack. I had the submarine, and uh, you could attach the jetpack on the string, and you know it was fun for a five year old. That's great. Well, so Chuck revealed what article uh, reminds him of his childhood, and that he was apparently born in 1962. Uh, you can learn all about jetpacks and all sorts of other wacky childhood adventurous stuff on HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast 
at HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Hey, if you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. Use promo code STUFF. 20 to receive $20 off your first month for listening to this podcast. Switch now at Visible.com. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.